Paul Sortel and Andrew Cordes with you at Brighton Homes Arena this Wednesday morning. Training is about to start for the Brisbane Lions. And joining us now, great friend of this show and the general manager of football here at the Brisbane Lions, Danny Daly. Danny, good morning. Morning, boys. How are we? Very well, thank you. And the CEO of the Brisbane Lions, Greg Swan, is on the line as well. Greg, good morning to you. Yeah, hi. I can hear you guys. Oh, good. How are you this morning, Swanny? I'm very well. Very well indeed. Yeah, how are they looking after you out there? Uh, it has been absolutely sensational. And Greg, right off, off the bat, for you and Danny, there'd be no breakfast sports radio show in the country that would have access to a club facility as we have this morning. Uh, you've looked after us terribly well, been very accommodating and so open with the staff and players. So Danny and Greg, thank you right off the bat because it's been a great morning. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Now, what are you thinking of the new facility? Greg, you've been in Brisbane... Uh, a number of years now. Was it a, a dream when you arrived to have this built? Yeah, look, it did. It took a long time to get to where it's got to, but you know, as, as you guys now have seen, it's um, you know, I, I, I've said it's the best facility in Australia, and I think it is by far. It's um, it's got everything we need. It's a you know, it's obviously uh, purpose built for men and women's uh, our men's and women's teams, so everybody's got equal access to you know every facility that we've got in there and you know the gyms and the indoor uh, training facility we've got pools we've got you know everything that opens and shuts so yeah we're really proud of it and it did take a long time to get there but it was it was worth the wait and greg uh, during the sort of darker days as we've called them after the premierships when things weren't going so well i mean financially the lions weren't exactly uh, top of the pops either with revenue i mean this is obviously an enormous ex- expense without giving away any secrets i mean how has it come to pass <laughs> that the lions yeah. have managed to get a facility like this yeah look we we had great support from ipswich council state government federal government a lot of our um supporters and high net worth uh you know, um, coded groups and things like that. So everybody's been chipping in. But, yeah, the majority of the money came from the levels of government. But, um, yeah, and, you know, and, and it's helped us turn around. You're right. Like, when we first got here, we were losing money every year, but we've been profitable the last three years. You know, we, we've... Um, so we've been able to self-fund a little bit of it as well. So, yeah, it all, it all came together really well. And, and we've, um, as I said, we've... we've Build a facility that's uh, that, that's world class and you know something that all the all the players are thrilled to come to every day. You know to help them get better. Hopefully, so that's the plan. Greg, when Gillam McLaughlin was first announced as CEO and took over from Andrew Demetrio, the first thing he did was to get on a plane and come to Brisbane. He felt as though it was a club that had been sort of neglected, maybe because the Suns came in and that, that success with the premierships three in a row. Uh, Maybe they just thought it was going to progress naturally. But Queensland is obviously different from, from Victoria. Now, when you speak to those at AFL headquarters, what are they saying about the, the, new, the new structure we have here and, and the state of the club itself? Yeah, oh, look, I think they're, they're really happy with how we're going. I mean, even from the code's point of view, it's, I think in the next year or two, we'll go past South Australia, which is, you know, a traditional AFL state, you know, for participants and clubs and things like that. So... You know, that, that's a pretty big, um, a big improvement from where we are. And you're right. So, you know, the Suns came on board. We, yeah, we probably got a little bit, you know, a bit of a shiny new toy down the road and we got a little bit neglected and we've had a little bit of self, you know, self harm, I suppose. But yeah, look, the code itself and our club, you know, we're hoping to get to 50,000 members this year. And, you know, we, when we first started, it was around 20 odd. So 
you know, we know participants are up. You know, you just see it when you're driving around the um, the suburbs that, you know, there's a lot of kids playing football. Those kicks numbers are through the roof. And, yeah, and, and boys and girls are playing the are playing the game. So the AFL's really pleased with what's happening up here. And, you know, from our club's point of view, you know, we've been really consistent, you know, around the top four the last four years. And, you know, we want to want to do that again and uh, hopefully push on and, and get, get that elusive premiership. Well, you mentioned uh, numbers there, Greg, and uh, a lot of people don't uh, sort of realise or, you know, it doesn't sort of uh, strike them as important as this, but this is a four-code state, so there's a battle for uh, kids. There's a battle for uh, players, isn't there? Does a facility like this improve our, the Lions' chances of getting those kids, do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think it does. I mean, I think, as I said before, all the programs that the AFL run in the state, I think it also helps. But, yeah, look, just, you know, we've, we've had a lot of kids come through and, um, do their training and do, you know, we've had clubs come through and do their training. And I think, you know, always in, in sport, you've got the grassroots, but you also need the aspirational piece. And I think, mm. you know, that, that's the piece for us that's, you know, really, really, um, important and it's as good as there is. So, you know, when they come in and think, oh, wow, this is what it's like to play AFL footy, whether it's men's or women's, um, you know, it gives them a bit of a goal. I think, I think that is an advantage to us. Yeah. And we had some of the, the players through this morning and the coaching staff just saying how easy it is that everything is now in the one facility. Was that always the dream for you when you first arrived? Yeah, it was. We were, we were definitely nomads. You know, we'd train somewhere. We'd have to get in our cars and go and do weight somewhere else. And then we'd have to go somewhere else and do massage. And, yeah, we were like a, the travelling Wilburys, really. So <laughs> just to be able to turn up, park your car, get everything done, get in your car and go home again, It's it doesn't sound much, but it's been a... As you say, the players, that's the, that's the one thing they've all noted, that you know, we can just come to a place, get everything done, and, and then get home and, uh, without having to you know, go here, there, and everywhere. So that, that's been a, a really uh, positive outcome from the, from the new facility, for sure. You'd be the uh, Tom Petty of the Travelling Wilburys, I reckon, uh, Swanee, with that, uh, that nice uh, shock of uh, white hair. Uh, but what have they left you at the Gabby? You're on the line. Are you the only one who doesn't have got a room here, or are you out and about on other business? No, I was, I was doing something this morning, and so, I've, yeah, I've ended up on the line. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm heading out there shortly. So you, I'm not sure if you'll still be there. But anyway, I'm, I didn't get there in time because I had a, something else to do this morning. We had our AGM this afternoon. Oh, OK, right. There's a little bit happening. Yeah, oh, we heard you may have a uh, a runner going round. You may have been at track work casting an eye over it this morning. <laughs> no, no, no. He's uh, he's safely in his box in Melbourne. He's going well. But yeah, no, the, the uh, elliptical is that the one you're talking Ooh, about? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, you've definitely yeah, caught no, Steve um, Fuller's attention. He's the great white hope elliptical. Uh, <laughs> off to the Guineas in a couple of weeks. So yeah, fingers crossed we can. Um, We've run second in a couple of Group 1s, so it'd be nice to win one. But anyway, we'll see. They're not easy. It's a bit like premierships. They're not easy to win, but you've got to be in it to win it, I suppose. We spoke about that, the uh, the success that the Lions had at the start of the century, the three-peat. Then there was those, what we call the dark years. You said between 2010 and 2016, no higher than 13th. The wooden spoon, then to 15th, then a top-four side four years in a row, four times last year you sold out the Gabba, you're trekking towards 50,000 membership, is it the flag now that completes it Greg? Oh I think no doubt, I mean and that's what everyone's in the, in the forum you know it's uh, yeah we think we've gradually built you know we, you, you're, like, you're trying to improve every year and so 
you know, we think with our off-season recruiting, um, just some, um, you know, development of our existing list that are here, you know, the Zach Bailey's and, you know, young Darcy Wilmot and some of the young blokes, you know, Stars and all those guys who aren't very old. And then you add, you know, Gunston and Dunkley and Ashcroft and Fletcher and some of these others and Gunston. Oh, did I say Gunston? I was, I was on this mm. one. Oh, and McKenna, people like that. Um, we think we've improved, but, you know, you have to. You have to improve. And so... You know, we're all chasing Geelong, um, and at this stage, you know, we give ourselves as good a chance as anybody else, but, you know, you need a little bit of luck, um, and, uh, you know, no one's going to gift you a premiership, but, yeah, that's that's obviously the aim. Andrew and I were speaking earlier in this week about Springfield as a community itself. We made mention Maha Lingam, Sinathambi, and Bob Sharpless, two men in partnership who were visionaries. This has been going on in the making since 1990. I can't believe how they've built it out of nothing. It was just scrub, and here we have this huge... It's almost like a satellite city, Andrew, mm. with how big it is. And Bob Sharpless, he had a big impact there with the Brisbane Lions, was a chairman for uh, for many, many years. He's obviously had a big input to what's happened out here. Yeah, he has, and uh, he was chairman when I, I came to the club, and he uh, certainly steadied the ship and you know got us... Uh, Got us back financially uh, on the right track, and you know, just even from a footy perspective. So he was great, Bob. And then, yeah, he stood. He did stand down because of the, you know, sort of perceived conflict of us going at Springfield. So, uh, but yeah, he's a great help and, and one that we still talk to. He comes to every game, and um, yeah, he's still he's still around, and he's been pivotal to what's happened uh, in the turnaround over the last five or six years. And you obviously want for nothing out here at the moment, but there's already plans for another oval, I understand. Greg, when would that sort of be uh, coming to fruition, do you think? Yeah, there's, there's at the back there, um, we've got a, a 20, 25, 26, we'll probably build that. Um, yeah, I think we've got seven hectares out there that we will build a second oval so that we can, uh, you know, because we will have a bit of traffic on our on our main ground, mm. with, you know, both the men's and the women's and a lot of junior footy and the local schools and everybody else playing there, so we'll We'll need a second oval, and um, yeah, we've got a, an arrangement with the council that we can um, build that one. Yeah, you know, build the second oval just effectively across the road from where we are now. So that'll be a great advantage to us as well. Greg, we know you're very busy this morning, mate. Mm. Uh, thank you so much for your time. This is a beautiful facility. You and the team have done really well. We'll catch up again soon. Yeah, thanks. For, thanks for coming out, boys, and um, yeah, and thanks for uh, all your support. So I know Danny's looking after you but that's all good so thanks for, thanks for everything you do for us good on you greg there he is greg swan the ceo of the brisbane lions danny we had you on earlier in the week and you were just saying you were thinking back to that six or seven years ago when you just started coming on the show regularly and we had that wooden spoon year and then the, the, the following season we ended up you know we say we we ended up finishing 15th the brisbane lions and we'd make that joke with you uh yeah if you went on the weekend we'll have you on on monday and i think that year you may have won maybe four games and then there was that huge jump from 15th to 2nd. And when you were on all the time, and we, we've built from there, it must feel satisfying now. I know there's no flag just yet, but you can look at what you've done and the the impact that you've had and how Brisbane has changed over the years because of, of what the Lions have done as far as Aussie rules is concerned. I think the, the best part of it is I get to speak to you guys every week now instead of uh, five times a year back then. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been it's been fantastic from you know, from myself being here for six years and obviously in this role for my third year now just to, to sit back and, and watch our players and our staff and even our admin staff upstairs just uh 
the joy that it's brought to them, not only in, in our success, albeit that we haven't won a premiership yet, but, you know, getting out to a new facility like this and, uh, you know, after a, lo- a long time of being at the Gabba down in the dungeons and um, just being able to come out to a facility where, you know, they feel fresh and, um, you know, we've got a good team together now and, you know, hopefully we can, as Swanee said, you know, get to the top four again and, and see what happens from there. And so uh, last three years in this particular role, Daddy, but the previous uh, to that you are in, you know, more an upstairs role. I mean, at what stage was this when you first started? And secondly, you got an accounting background. Did you ever think to yourself, oh, geez, this could be biting off a bit more than we can chew? Uh, no, not really. I mean, obviously my role previous to this was, um, you know, a strategy coach with Fags, working closely with him, so I come through the coaching background, mm. but... Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Jake and, and Swanee have touched on it already that we've had some great support from, you know, councils and the AFL and sponsors in terms of getting this facility together. And, um, no doubt that's obviously brought uh, some hope to our, to our players and staff and fans. So, um, you know, I think it's, it was always one that, you know, once they first uh, put the, the soil together out here and got going that we knew it would happen at some stage. So just glad to be out here now. With the change, uh, if we look at perceptions and perceptions from Melbourne or Melbourne clubs with the Brisbane Lions, uh, years ago was it sort of they're in the nowhere land, we don't have to worry about them, whereas now some success, this facility, and we've gone through these names a couple of times this morning, but Josh Dunkley and Jack Gunston have arrived here, but that's on the back of Lockie Neal, Joe Danaher and Charlie Cameron. The fact that you've been able to attract five names like that, these are guys that were established players, superstars at their own club. The fact that you can do that, does that, do you think the perception has changed? Like, do, do the Melbourne clubs view you differently now? Oh, no doubt they do. I think, um, back then they probably felt, felt sorry for us, but now they've seen us as a, a pretty strong football club who, you know, hopefully can be there in the last day of September, so we're probably more enemies now than mm. the second favourite team. Yeah, but... the feel-good story. Oh, isn't it nice to see the Brisbane Lions doing it now? now yeah. Those rat bags are beating us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it took a lot of hard work, you know, when Fags first came and, and those, etc. just uh, getting the culture right first. That was the first piece. Um, I think we've been able to get that right, obviously, in the first couple of years and maintain that. Um, I think the outside world, especially in Melbourne, and uh, players who want to come up here see our culture has been something that's uh, pretty special. Uh, we value it as something being very special and, you know, we've made the, the environment safe for our people and I think that's um, one of the most important things you can do in any organisation, to be honest. And, Danny, uh, prior to last season, I mean, there was a perception there that the Lions were getting to the finals and couldn't win a final match. They'd won one out of five. They won uh, two well, we won two last year and then lost to Geelong, but it wasn't a matter of, oh, Ripper, we've won finals now. We're on the right track. I read on the Lions' website, Chris Fagan immediately identified, no, no, there are certain areas we've got to get a lot better in. So just expand on that a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. I think um, the positive for us last year was that we got to win a couple of finals, um, obviously against Richmond, which was a... You know, fantastic game of footy, but then going down to the G, you know, which we hadn't won it for a long period of time and being able to come from behind and beat Melbourne, um, albeit the week after, you know, Geelong, you know, played a, a fantastic brand of footy and beat us easy as they did against uh, Sydney in the grand yes. final. But, um, you know, we, we showed some improvement, but you can always get better and you always need to strive to, to improve and grow. Um, and there's a number of areas, obviously, we've been concentrating on over the pre-season in doing that. Uh, first one was... You know, um, attracting some some players up here, which we were able to do. So that part of it's a tick. But you know, we've worked pretty hard on our on our contest game and our defensive part of our game over the preseason, which we found at times last year um, left us floundering a little bit. Um, so 
there's probably a couple of areas where we've really, really honed in on over the pre-season to get better at. Uh, we feel if we can improve, you know, 5 or 10% in that area, um, that, that'll help us go enormously a long way to the next goal, which is obviously to make a grand final and win a premiership. You've said a number of times what a fantastic facility it is. What's the total staffing numbers that the <coughs> Brisbane Lions have outside of the playing group? Uh, yes, yeah, so in the footy department, I've got 38 full-time staff. Oh, yeah. Uh, then about a dozen part-timers and obviously a fair, a fair few casual staff for game day and training sessions. Okay, so, so 38 full-time staff under you. So what, what, what sort of roles are we talking about here? Uh, so we obviously got our coaching department, um, our high-performance team, our well-being team, our administration team, then um, our academy team. So um, I basically oversee all those people. Um, they've all got managers within that group, which... I rely on quite a bit, and, um, you know, they're fantastic people. Um, obviously, work very closely with Bree Brock on the, the women's program, so she's got a number of staff underneath her. Uh, then upstairs, I think there's about 40 or 50 more as well, so all up, I think we've got about 90 to 100 staff as a football club full-time. And and still a presence there in Melbourne with Fitzroy? Yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that. We've uh, I've got a recruiting team in Melbourne, so I've got uh, three people down there, and then we've got uh, Sammy Lord, who's our our Melbourne manager down there who looks after all our, our Fitzroy people down there and our, our Fitzroy our Lions members. So he does a great job down there as well. So we do have a good representation in Melbourne as well. And uh, sort of all housed here, Danny, or spread around a little bit in terms of academies and going out and development offices and that sort of thing? <coughs> uh, in terms if they're all housed here? Yeah, yeah. All yeah, sort of so we've got um, facilities for all our, our staff out here. Um, it's, it's an open plan office. I'll take you guys for a bit of a wander after you finish the show, but... Um, I yeah. hope not for you. You, you. I must have a room, surely. Open plan's great for everyone except... Uh... Well, it's a little bit embarrassing, to be honest, because uh, Naves was obviously the football manager when the plans were done, and uh, he built himself the... or planned himself the, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Taj Mahal. The bus, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've got a pretty nice office, but, nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. But not anyway, right. it's all good. Um <laughs> But yeah, we're all housed here, and our academy group obviously work outside of here as well in in different uh, hubs, yeah. you know, across um, Sunshine Coast and in Brisbane itself. But yeah, our aim was to get everyone under one roof here yeah. and uh, work closely together and create a, a fantastic environment. So we've been able to do that, which is great. We said when when you and Greg Swan joined us about 20 minutes ago, uh, there is not a, a radio station or a radio show in the country that would have access to a professional sporting organisation like you have done for us this morning. Danny, it has, uh, as we said, you, you are a great friend of this show, but we've got to thank you again for what you've done mm. because this is absolutely sensational. And, and I hope for the listeners it's been informative because there's a lot of stuff here, Andrew, that you don't usually see or talk about. Oh, absolutely. And uh, as has been pointed out more than once, you can come out and have a look. There's no sort of uh, fence up here. There's no turnstile. I no, mean, get yourself so. out on the train and uh, wander down and have a look. And uh, it's quite uh, sort of mesmerising watching all the boys running around playing. It's incredible, actually, and uh, in a beautiful in a beautiful area. So, yes, if you do have some spare time, do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's open to everyone. Um, good cafe and bar and that here, as you spoke about, and anyone can come watch training at any time. And uh, no, I appreciate you guys coming out this morning. You've been great supporters of the Lions, even when we're in... Uh, the doom and gloom of life, so um, appreciate everything you've done for us over the journey. You just told us you had 90 head uh, staff and the head coach is putting his own cones out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, well, it's interesting you say that. We, we did a talk, myself and Fakes, to a group of people about 60 uh, next door um, a few weeks ago and one of the things um, Fakes said that he likes it when people turn up to a footy club or walks into our environment and no one knows who the boss is. Um, oh, yeah. 
And unfortunately, they don't know who he is. They've got no idea who I am, which is a big thing. But um, <laughs> anyway, that, the room. that's that's the <laughs> that's culture we like to uh, to bring to this football club. We are sadly out of time. Danny, look, mate, you you and James Clark have put this together. So thank you to you, and thank you to our producer, James Clark. It has been one of our truly fantastic shows. A great OB. We know there's going to be success this year, Danny, and we're going to be talking to you each and every week. Thanks for this morning, mate. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on.